0: Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show with Steve and Trish. Trish, it is one of my favorite shows that we do periodically on the Happy Hour Podcast. It is Workplace Movie Hall of Fame Day, back by popular demand.
1: I know, and I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like we should dedicate shows to people. Do you ever think that? We haven't talked about it, but I feel like I would like to dedicate this show to Tracy Volkman, who is one of our biggest fans when it comes to workplace movie hall of fame shows. So this show is going out for, for Tracy.
0: Absolutely. She's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And she's with Paychex, our friends, our sponsor for the show. So thanks to our she friends is. at Paychex for all their support. Trish, we're going to be talking about a holiday movie, Elf. Yes, we're talking Elf. It's We're getting into holiday season, Trish. You know, the the clocks change thing just happened as we record this, got very dark pretty early uh, today. Trish, since we're close to holiday season, here's the question of the day. Which holiday tradition or custom or practice are you like, now I'm out on that. I'm done with that. I don't dig that one. I'm out. Is there anything that you're like, Now not for me?
1: You know what? I think sort of, I guess. I think that there's this unwritten rule or there has been, you cannot prepare for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any of the December holidays before Thanksgiving. That's just kind of like the unwritten rule here in the U S mm-hmm. and I feel like with the pandemic and everything we've been through, um, I actually started decorating two days. So we are recording <laughs> this a good what two two weeks, two plus weeks, two and a half weeks Yeah, it's it's early
0: ish November. It's early. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what? But I need it. And I started put, I'm not going crazy. The other thing is, I've always been like an artificial tree person. Hmm. Taking the easy way out this year. I'm gonna just get real trees. So it's super easy. I don't have to like put it together and worry about all that stuff. Real trees. All right. What about you? What what are you like? no more right. of. I, I could think of just
0: one off the top of my head when I thought of this question. Here it is. I think the, the and this is a movie show, so it's kind of applicable to what we're talking about today. The, the movie, A Christmas Story, mm-hmm. which is played ad nauseum at Christmas time, like even like to the point <laughs> where it's on like in the US here, 24 by seven on Christmas Eve and Christmas day. Right. I think that movie stinks. I think it's very overrated. I hate it. And, and I've been subjected to a couple of Christmases over the years where I've been somewhere where I, I had to ha- ha- be subjected to it for hours on end. Oh, no. Even in the background, and it's awful. So that's the one I'm out on. I think that movie's terrible and very, very overrated.
1: I, you know, yeah, I'm probably sick of that one because I've been watching that one since I was a child. So that's, yeah. You know, I did, um, speaking of Christmas movies, though, before we actually get into the review of Elf and how that applies to the workplace, I, sat down and watched a christmas movie this morning i just went on prime video and searched like christmas movies like those hallmark kind of movies you know that are a little cheesy a little it was called it was called the 12 dates of christmas do you remember that show i can't remember his actor's name but the show saved by the bell
0: i remember the show vaguely and the guy that
1: played the main character right um anyway he's in this movie it is now my new favorite christmas movie the 12 dates of christmas think like Groundhog Day meets Christmas movie.
0: Okay. I'll be sure to miss that one.
1: So to, oh, we, are, stop. We, <laughs> we are here to talk
0: about an actually good holiday movie, underrated holiday movie. Well, actually, it's probably properly rated if I come to think of it. A lot of people do like this movie. I hadn't seen it in a long time. We're here to talk about the holiday movie Elf. It was released just a couple of, a couple of pieces of data on Elf, Trish, uh, okay. uh, to remind our, our audience elf was released in 2003 so it's pushing almost 20 years old which i was surprised very surprised did 167 million or so in the box office it was the number seven movie in 2003 oh, directed wow. by john favreau who actually makes a cameo appearance in the movie as an actor
1: can we there just is- say how amazing he is love yeah. john favreau
0: he's great swingers come on i'd watch swingers all day long 100 oh, times.
1: very bad things oh um. my gosh yeah, I could watch uh, very bad things a million
0: times. And so the movie stars Will Ferrell as the elf, James Kahn as his uh, father, who he didn't know, mm-hmm. uh, Zooey Deschanel, Mary Steenberg, and Ed Asner as Santa, Bob Newhart, Artie Lang, one of my all-time favorite comedians as the department store Santa, does a great job in a, in a small role. So yeah, and, everybody and great. Raised as an oversized elf at the North Pole, Trish, a human <laughs> travels from the North Pole to New York City, to meet his biological father who doesn't know he exists and is in desperate need of some Christmas spirit. So that is elf, Trish. Tons of workplace stuff in this movie, Trish. Oddly. Oddly. Like, right at the top. And I know you you, you, you kind of focused on this. Like we learn in the before the even credits roll mm-hmm. about what the, the, the workplace kind of like, what can an elf do for work?
1: Right. Well, so And just to kind of set the tone for me, like I have never seen the entire movie, like start to finish. It's one of those movies. Like if it comes on, it's kind of on in the background. So I've seen bits and bites of it over the years and it, it was actually really good to sit down and really watch it. So yeah, right before it even really starts, they're telling you that there are three jobs that elves can have. Mm -hmm. You can work making shoes when the cobbler goes to sleep. Right, And they're all very angry about him going to sleep. (laughs) Or you can work in a tree. Keebler elves making cookies. cookies. Lots of workplace risks because they mentioned the tree catching on fire and all the dangers of doing that. that. Or they say you can work in the big show, which is Santa's workshop. So it was just interesting right away. We're thinking about it like from a work perspective. And I'm, I'm sort of in my head thinking, oh, this might be a bit of a stretch. No. First thing, it's about work
0: yeah right off the top and we learn also that really only the elves can make the toys right like other folks other types of the trolls can't make toys right like the elves are for whatever reason are, are really well suited with their temperament with their skills with their It's capacity. the skills right yeah they, they immediately
1: it, talk about the skills
0: they sure do and, and the elves are just like they're gung-ho right they're excited and I think one of the other really big, it seems so dumb, but we're talking about Elf, right? Which is kind of a silly movie, right? Overall, but good, a good movie. I enjoyed watching it again, but like right off the top, after we sort of learn the elves can do these jobs and here's the job you really want. You want to make toys, uh, you know, in in Santa's workshop. Like we see like like a staff meeting or like a team meeting, like an an elves all hands meeting, right? Very early in the morning. Complete with PowerPoint, although maybe it wasn't actually PowerPoint, but there was a slide and I wrote this down with three bullet points on the slide, which was kind of like the elf code, if you will, the Santa organization mission statement. Did you catch that like fairly
1: early in the movie as well? now that you're saying it, yes, I remember it, but no, I didn't even write that down. So isn't that funny?
0: Yeah. And so they're the, the, the head kind of four person for, for yeah. elf, I guess, in charge of, of the <laughs> elf workers, I wrote down the bullet points. There's three bullet points of the, the elf code or the Santa organization okay. kind of mission statement. Here they are one treat every day like Christmas, right? That was number one. Number two, there's room for everyone on the nice list. In quotes, right? The nice list, right? right? For everyone there. And finally, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear, which probably doesn't have a ton to do with the actual manufacturing of the toys, but is important later it's in, in pride. Yeah. That's
1: pride, right? Pride in your work, pride in your what you're doing, I think. That's but interesting. I, those those are things like if every company right now just used those three, I think we'd all be much better off, right? But just kind of the, the beauty of Yeah,
0: the beauty to me of just saying, hey, this is what we're about here, elf team. Elf organization, Santa toy making operation. These are the things that are important to us. We need you to buy into these things, right? This is how we're going to succeed. And everybody was kind of bought in and they were like super simple. Like I think think often we just overthink a lot of this stuff, right? Like if you could distill what your organization really cares about into three short little bullet points, right? And share that with everybody and sort of get everybody to buy in. I think a lot of organizations would probably be better off.
1: Yeah. Or really just one. I remember when I worked at, I I know I've told you before, but when I worked at St. Louis children's hospital, we had one, it was to do what's right for kids. And it made your job so easy because if you couldn't in your mind, tie it back to that mission, Mm -hmm. don't do it. Yeah. Easy as that. Don't do it. It's not valuable. Right. (laughs) It might be interesting, but it is not doing what's right for kids. Then don't do it. Yeah. So yeah, we need shorter mission statements, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I, I to- totally agree with that. And, and just ones that sort of connect with people, right, on a more visceral kind of emotional level as well. Yeah. Like, it, it's really hard to rally around, you know, we, we strive to be the number one supplier of, you know, uh, precision, hydraulic, automotive parts to the, you know, general aviation industry. Like, that could be a good mission, and that could be a really good business, maybe, if you could do that, but... It's hard to get really gung-ho about that. Yeah, man, precision auto parts, hydraulics. I'm in, you know, I love it. You know
1: what? That's where, whether it's your C-suite or the HR team or whoever, communications team, whoever would work on that, they can easily distill that down to something that is meaningful, right? If they actually put the personal side into it and said, here's why we make precision, hydraulic aircraft parts or whatever, right? Like that we're actually helping people get their work done, go see their family. Right. It is again, yeah. like you said, connecting it to something really meaningful to an individual is probably the way to go. So yeah. Great lesson from elf. Who knew?
0: Yeah. There's lots of great workplace lessons in this movie, like pretty early in the movie as well. We see elf will Ferrell, right? The, the mm-hmm. human who's been raised with, as elf, as buddy, right? The character name. He's not very good at making the toys, uh. right? We see this kind of early in the movie. He's trying to make etch-a-sketches Right? At the etch a sketch toy, which is a pretty awesome toy, by the way. I'd like to get mm-hmm. another one, but he can't do it. He's like way under quota. He can't really make them. And a couple of things that are kind of interesting happened in that little part section of the movie, I thought. One was the other elves who are sitting around with him, also making the etch a sketches, like they don't come down on him. They're really supportive. They're, they're, they, they encourage him, they compliment him, they, they're with him. Like they don't kind of come, you know, they don't turn on him. Like to say, come on, right. man, come on, buddy. You're like you're bringing us all down, which is <laughs> I thought really interesting. And and then second, they kind of find some other thing he could do, right? They sort of figure out, okay, you're not good at this we'll put you down in the the QA department, if you will, and test out the -the jack-in-the-boxes, right? And we see there's a little scene in there where that becomes his new job. And it's meant to be funny, but I also think it's important from a workplace perspective as well. Like, just because someone doesn't really fit in the role exactly, you know, that you thought they would when you hired them, that doesn't mean they should be just kicked out, right. Maybe there's something else you can find for them to do. That's more suited to their quote unquote special talents, which they talk about in this movie.
1: I think everyone should take note of that because you're right. I think also, you know, when you, when you think of that on the surface, you might think, oh, he's being demoted, which has such a negative connotation. And really when we, you know, re, I would call it reposition people, um, I've done that. There was a guy one time he was in a job. I want it was a very complex job, but anyway, he had been at this company a long time and they were going to do a reduction in force. And we wound up asking him. He was so friendly. He knew literally every person in the entire company, pretty big company. We wound up, we needed someone in the mailroom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The salary wasn't too, too different. I mean, honestly, it was a little bit of a demotion, quite honestly, but long story short, we asked him and he was like, I would love that. He excelled. I mean, over the next couple of years, he just—it was his niche. He found he could go around, he could deliver the mail, he lifted everybody's mood, um, and he wound up getting promoted to being over the entire mailroom, which got him making more money than he made wow. to begin with. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing to remember: don't just don't just do a demotion with no explanation of opportunity, or don't just let someone flounder. They could have just let Buddy flounder with his Etch-a-Sketch making until he was either so frustrated he quit or got fired, right? Mm -hmm. So I like that they're kind of introducing that concept of actually repositioning someone to something they're going to be successful at or will hopefully be successful
0: at. Yeah. And the idea that everyone's got a talent of some kind, right? a unique or special talent, everybody's going to be good at something. And maybe if we have just a little bit more patience, a little bit more inquisitiveness, a little more concern or care- about the folks we're we're working with, we find that thing for them if they want to find it. Right. And if they want to, to, to be with us longer term. And I think that
1: was a really good lesson actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked a lot about it throughout the year too, just on our shows around neurodiversity and differences. And there are a lot of people who may not be able to do kind of the standard jobs that we have as they're written on a piece of paper. But when you look into the special talents that someone might have and their abilities, you'll be surprised at how you can actually put people into roles that you might have never thought possible and then they they can see something different in that role where they really enjoy it and bring more to it than you ever thought possible yeah. so yeah i think the movie's just good at kind of opening up your mind to the possibility for workers
0: yeah and and so the next uh Uh, workplace kind of area I want to talk about in in the context of this movie is what happens at the department store. So, so elf buddy, Will Ferrell, right. Uh, ends up, uh, finds his way to like one of the big department stores. They call it gimbals in the movie, but it's kind of like your, whatever your, your quintessential, big giant, like Macy's or big city. Yeah. Department store that does the whole Christmas village, Santa thing, the, the department store, Santa, who comes and the children, you know, get their photos taken with the, the department, start Santa, et cetera, et cetera. This thing is huge. First of all, what's is fascinating is he just kind of wanders into this place. And, and the, the guy who's in charge, like the supervisor of the Santa right. area, just like assumes he works there because he's dressed in an outfit. Well, party.
1: he's got the, yeah.
0: He has no idea who he is. No, would never seen him before. He just assumes, okay, I guess you work here, which I thought was weird, right? Like uh, how the, the supervisor had no idea, you know, didn't even question it. I know it's a movie, whatever, but like, um, but 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 Buddy throws himself into this job. And what the interesting thing is, cause he's so into Christmas is most of the other workers, particularly um, the Jovi who becomes like his uh, quote unquote love interest in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like she's just punching the hours, right? She's just there right. for a job. She's just there for a paycheck, right? She's like a lot of people in those kinds of hourly, especially seasonal jobs. Are right? You can't expect sure. too much from them. But he throws himself full on into this job uh, he has working in Santa's workshop at the department store, and no one can really get why. I guess is what what was interesting to me.
1: You know, it it's interesting because he just brings so much passion for what they were doing, which is making a really great environment for the children and you know, one of the first things he does after the store closes is he sets to work really just amping up the level of Christmas decorations and, you know, everything. So he's really just someone who would be the ideal worker in a, in a job like that. You know, it's funny as you're saying that it reminds me of last night. Like a lot of times you don't think like someone would just walk in and start working, but we went to uh, a concert last night, my family and I did. And before him, we went to dinner at a restaurant and it was pretty quiet and they were definitely understaffed. There was a sign at the front desk there that at the podium that said, please wait to be seated. Well, we waited and waited and a line is forming behind us and there's menus sitting there and there are clearly tables. We're kind of doing the looking around sort of thing. Like what's going on? Where's the person, the hostess or host. Finally, my son, Jack, just like, he just takes over. He's like, all right, well, I'm just going to stand back here and I'm going to seat people. Wow. And he just like grabbed the menus and he was very nice. And he's like telling the people behind us, like, how many do you have? Okay. we got got two menus. We're going to get you seated, whatever. And it's funny because, so it's kind of like that. You can't, I guess nowadays, just, just walk in and start working. I think they would have hired him. Honestly, you could tell the bartender was trying to like supervise all of this going on. She was grateful. She was just grateful. So yeah, sometimes maybe the trick to getting a good job. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a good job, but to getting a job. Walk in and start doing it. Just start doing it. Like, start Walk. doing it. If, if they appreciate you and you're doing it. Doing a good job. Like maybe they'll hire
0: you. Yeah. That story is certainly a testament to like <laughs> the, you know, what's going on in America right now with right? Like, understaffing and no one can find people, especially in the, a lot of the service industries and the restaurants sure. and hospitality. It's like, yeah, it's brutal out there. That's a funny story. Yeah. It's yeah. um so, yeah, it was kind of interesting though, that, you know, the elf kind of just dives into this job, which again, most people would think, oh, this is just kind of a crappy seasonal, you know, put in the hours job wear the silly costume right. uh, and, and he throws himself all the way into it, which which I thought was pretty cool and just kind of reminds you that, Hey, like a lot of jobs are what you make of them in a Absolutely. way, right? like you, you, even the worst jobs, I've had some awful jobs. Right. But like, you know, you can find that one or two things yeah. that you can cling to to help you get through it. And also to help you kind of prepare for, you know, something better down the line. Right. I think, I think that's a good, uh, a good lesson as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That um, I think too, in that particular sort of sequence where he's going through kind of starting his, his work there um, there's one point where the supervisor comes like storming back in and he's really upset because it's decorated so beautifully. He feels like someone's trying to sabotage him.
0: Right. right.
1: Yeah, His job. So he's like, if you figure out who it is, you call me on this radio right here. Like he's so into his radio and like, it's just weird. You know, you think about taking your job too seriously is also a little bit of a problem. I think Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, if you're not someone who's willing to maybe take pointers or help from other people, I just, I found that supervisor to be pretty interesting too.
0: Yeah. He he was a good character. Uh, let's take a quick pause and thank our friends at Paychex sponsor of our show and just great friends to us. This episode dedicated to Tracy Balkman, our best, our our really good friend over there. This episode of the HR Happy Hour Show is brought to you by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. Financial capital has long been established as a key driver of business performance, but today business leaders are increasingly recognizing the importance of their human capital in driving success. Download Paychex's latest guide to discover why breaking down the silos between HR and finance can result in better business strategy and growth as well as 14 simple HR metrics your team should be tracking and why. To download this ebook, please visit payx.me slash FDM research. That's payx.me slash FDM research. And thanks to our friends at Paychex.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Did you know an interesting fact about Paychex? I heard, don't know if it's true, but I heard the rumor that actually Santa and his workshop they use paychecks to pay the ELF. They
0: they should, honestly. They They want to get it done right. They want to keep up on like regulations and and compliance things. All
1: of that. Because you know, at the North Pole, like you've got to really stay on top of the laws up there. I mean, there's all kinds of different tax withholdings and things like that. So yeah, yeah, I heard paychecks is handling that for them.
0: Paychecks takes care of Santa's payroll. I love it. Um, They do. So the one other thing, Trish, I thought it probably is important to talk about in the context of ELF, that we see a lot, you know, from a workplace movie Hall of Fame perspective is Buddy's biological dad's workplace and the things that happen there. So the whole, again, the whole point of the movie is Buddy travels from the North Pole to New York City to discover and to meet his biological dad, who's played by James Caan in the movie. He works in publishing, uh, children's book publishing specifically. He doesn't own the company, but he's, you know, an executive there. Picking Mm -hmm. what books get published and et cetera, et cetera. And boy, there's some good workplace stuff there for sure. Like, uh, uh, first of all, like, uh, Buddy's dad, uh, the dad in the movie, James Caan, is like a workaholic kind of ignoring the family, but Mm -hmm. under a ton of pressure. So I give him a little credit, right? He's under a ton of pressure from the person who owns the publishing company, you know, to achieve certain results. So I do feel for him a little bit in this movie that he's really being squeezed. Right. And he's actually worried about losing his job.
1: Yeah. And right there at the holidays too, which I tell me this, have you ever worked somewhere where they do reductions in force this time of year? I've worked at two or three places and I'm not going to say where, but I get that it is the end of the calendar year and you're trying to cut costs, but oh my goodness. Like I can't even tell you how many times I had to do reductions in force for for people right at Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and why there just has to be a better way. Really? I mean, honestly, if it were me, I'd rather be laid off in October and just give me some kind of a better severance or something and, or help getting a new job. But like, right at the holidays you know people are struggling and like it just awful
0: yeah i I lived through that one time and it was absolutely awful and so yeah and in this particular case right in the movie right he's worried about the job the results aren't great he does a couple of kind of shady things they they ship he knowingly ships a book out that's missing two pages like of the book so you don't did yeah he does that on purpose to save like thirty thousand dollars but he saved he's saving his company the money too. So in a way, like, you know, it's unethical and it's kind of crappy, but it's not, you know, he's not, he doesn't own the company, but, but then the worst part of this whole story from a workplace movie perspective and just like, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I don't think it ever happened to me, but Like the big meeting, the big pitch meeting where he and his team, right? Buddy's dad and the team have to pitch the owner of the company some new ideas that are going to turn the results around, right? And and, right right the ship, if you will. The huge pitch meeting is scheduled for the late in the afternoon, possibly even the evening of Christmas Eve. They Mm -hmm. have to sit there and do this meeting. Trish, I mean, I can't think of any kind of workplace thing that's worse. forget about what what holiday you celebrate or whatever. Right. you're going to drag people into a big meeting in the afternoon, late in the afternoon on Christmas Eve, man, you're some kind of monster, I think.
1: But you know, there's companies that do that all the time. We don't, and and not just that holiday, just other, other religious holidays or other just national holidays. Right. And they're going to just like get every last little second of you before that, that, you know, one day you get off for the holiday. So yeah, it's kind of crappy. Absolutely.
0: So he drags the, he, so the boss so the owner of the company drags James Khan and the whole staff into this big pitch meeting. They, they get to talking, but meanwhile, right. And we're not going to get in every second of this movie. Meanwhile, things are going on outside, you know, with Santa and the elves and, and or, or the reindeer and things like that. And uh, so, so buddy's little brother, who's James Khan's son shows up in the meeting, barges into the meeting and says, there's trouble. Dad. You know, we need the, Santa's in trouble, buddy's in tr- trouble, whatever. I forget exactly what he right. said, but I, I don't know how the kid got to the uh, office, by the way, but he did. He, he found his way there and he says, Dad, we, you know, we, we got a there problem. Go. We need your help right now. And the owner of the company, I don't know if you remember this, Trish, basically says, if you walk out of here, you're done, right? You're done if you leave right now. And the guy, to his credit, right? The character anyway, James Caan, who was a real workaholic, real concerned sure. and trying to do the right thing. He leaves, he just walks out. And that's a actually kind of a good lesson as well, like uh, about, hey, keep things in perspective, right? Like the, the dumb pitch of the next children's book, was that more important than a little cra- crisis going on with his son and his other son mm-hmm. from the North Pole who he just met, right?
1: Yeah. And I think we put our employees in that position more often than you think. There are definitely times where we're making people choose. And again, I get if it's once in a while, but not every, not every meeting is a fire drill. Not everyone has to be at every meeting, right? There are just, I think one thing that's come out of the pandemic and with us doing more virtually is that hopefully we won't ever go back to that feeling of someone has to be physically in the office in order to be effective, right? We've sort of, blown past that. And, um, and maybe that'll get of that one component of really making people feel like they have to choose between their family obligations and their, and their work obligations. And honestly, if you're listening to this and you work for someone, that's going to make you make a choice like that, um, stand up and quit seriously. You have permission to quit a job that is crappy because right now there are other jobs to be had. Life is too short to be bogged down working for someone like that, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's definitely the case, right? I I think one of the good things that has come from this extended working from home situation we've been in for a couple of years Mm -hmm. is the fact that more and more companies, if not most companies have realized, yeah, we can figure out ways to get things done more flexibly, more nimbly with people kind of figuring stuff out, balancing their obligations outside of work with their workplace obligations, uh, you know, less counting of hours, less, less, you know, going and taking attendance around a cubicle farm, et cetera, et cetera, right? right? And I know that's not, look, what I worry about a little bit on that is after a while, after things sort of normalize, and maybe that's the middle of next year or something like that, we'll see a pushback, right? Like we'll see more. More companies trying to claw people back into offices nine to five, mm. Monday through Friday, et cetera. And some will, right? Just some will. We know this, right? Because there are some organizations who have that philosophy or they have leaders who believe in that philosophy, but hopefully it'll be fewer and fewer. And over time, um, it, it will get less and we'll start to really care about kind of people's whole lives more, right? Than we maybe traditionally did.
1: Right. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to quote the other movie. I told you about the 12 dates of Christmas.
0: Modern classic. Absolutely.
1: I know. No, there was a line in it. I actually made a note of it. It said back, I'm using back in quotes, back isn't change. So going back to the way things were, that's not change. And it's not always better. And we just did a show the other day with uh, Ken from Culture Amp kind of saying the same thing, like, We all keep talking about employees going back, back Mm -hmm. to work, back to the way it was, back to the new normal of the workplace. It's like, let's just not go back in that sense, I think is kind of the message because you're just going to wind up unhappy. A lot of people were unhappy in their roles before a lot of companies were struggling with company culture. So yeah, you know, watch Elf and take note. Don't be like that company, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then Don't just the last thing, l- the last thing I would say on this in terms of workplace is sort of, you know, we get to the end, you know, Elf helps Santa out, mm-hmm. so kind of saves the day a little bit, brings helps bring the Christmas spirit back to everyone. Uh, which was great. And then we see kind of in the closing kind of credits deal where the dad says, basically, you know, heck with you to the company he was working with anyway, sets up his own company, right? Where he sort of controls his own destiny. And the first Mm -hmm. book he publishes, right? Is the story of Elf, right? That Elf writes for him, right? Right. Which turns into a big success too. So so it's a good happy ending from that perspective, but also just, you know, you and I, like we've been working basically for ourselves Mm -hmm. for quite some time now. And hey, for more and more people, and that that definitely ticked up during the pandemic as well, people decided to set out on their own. New business formations went way up, sure. right? way more yeah. than, than we would have thought in the last couple of years. And, and honestly, like that's probably going to be one of the really positive, lasting kind of um, um, developments right, of what's happened over these last couple of years. And more and more people have decided, hey- I'm going to do my thing on my own under my terms, right. And in in, in a way that suits my life. And I hope more people who who have the ability to do it, it's not always easy, right? (laughs) We know this, it's not super easy all the time, but uh, I I hope folks uh, more and more folks uh, as we go into next year, take that opportunity. if, If that works for them.
1: I agree. I think if you're someone who likes to hustle anyway, and you are a hard worker, because it does take a lot of work and whether that's opening your own small store, maybe in your town, or you've always wanted to have a restaurant, right? You are going to be working a lot more hours for different periods of time um, when you work for yourself. But I think the reward is we get that flexibility. We get to kind of work on our own skills at our own pace, and then we can incorporate using those skills whenever we're ready which I don't feel like I ever had that opportunity when I worked for someone else. Nah,
0: no, you really don't. And, and, and it's been, uh, it's been a great ride and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, it will continue, but uh, yeah, I love this movie. I like, uh, I'm, I'm I not a huge holiday sentimental movie guy. I'm a little cynical. I'll admit that. But, I feel
1: um, like you're so sentimental.
0: <laughs> yeah i know it's, it's awful but uh really good movie tons of great workplace stuff we probably good. even left a couple of things out but you know workshoppy stuff the man we didn't even talk about the mail room you know, I know Elf gets a quick a little side job in the mail room of the at his the,
1: dad's cup where his dad worked. Yeah, at
0: the at the Empire State Building. And he makes right. some friends down in the mail room, which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome, too. But uh, great movie. You'll probably come across it again through the holiday season because it'll be on 50 million times. I exactly. definitely encourage you to watch it again, though. I, I really liked it a lot. Hopefully uh, we, we picked out a few kind of good uh, little nuggets that are that are relevant for the world of work.
1: I think we did. I'm really shocked that there were that many, honestly, because i like I yeah. said, I'd never watched it just start to finish, and certainly never with that lens and I was happily surprised, and honestly, I was sitting there thinking as I was watching it I started watching I was maybe ten or fifteen minutes in, and I'm thinking like it has been just such a busy like last couple of months, and I'm sitting there watching a movie. You know, on a Friday and I'm thinking like, oh, it feels like I'm I felt like I was taking the day off, but really I was working. See, that's the benefit of when you work for yourself. There you go. You can actually do a workplace movie Hall of Fame show so that it's technically work but it was pretty enjoyable so
0: awesome all right well great stuff Trish this has been really fun uh check out elf you can see it everywhere amazon it's probably on cable 50 million times in the next 6 weeks <laughs> probably uh thanks to our friends at paychecks. once again they yes. they're awesome as well hopefully uh, uh they're going to be on top of santa and the elves payroll as we get down to the end of the year i think so they, they will really well. and uh you can check them out as well at paychecks.com. okay Trish for you, for me, for Steve Bowes, for Chip McFarland, this has been the HR Happy Hour Show Workplace Hall of Fame series. Thank you so much for listening. Check out all the show archives at HRHappyHour.net. We will see you next time, and bye for now.